windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. Hunter Muscato, Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Wednesday, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher. Huge show today. We've got Austin Herrick talking about his trip overseas. We've got Nasir Player, Lando's Land. But off the top, fresh off the presses, we saw the women's uh, all-Southern Conference teams and uh, accolades yesterday. We held that till today. And the men's fresh off the presses. Who got their accolades? I say we start with the women. It was out there a little first. We go there. I think no shock if you look at the coaches in the – Media split decision on player of the year. Two solid players from Mercer. Amanda Thompson gets it for the coach. Kiki Calloway gets it for the media. Freshman of the year actually split. The coaches give it to Ebony Williams out of Chattanooga. Freshman of the year for the media was Jewel Smalls from Western Carolina. Uh, Defensive player of the year, what do you know? EHO. Eric not a surprise. Yeah, not a surprise. I don't think she's had the defensive year in conference, at least, that she had last year, but definitely worthy of this selection again. Uh, the most talented all-around player in the league. So, Erica Haynes-Overton, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Chloe Wanick was who I voted for for Southern Conference Player of the Year. Really could have gone to any of three or four players, but um, certainly with Amanda Thompson having the year she did, averaging a double-double in conference play, can't hate that. So, uh, I see the decision there, and obviously ETSU with Erica Haynes-Overton getting first team as as well. Um, thought the selection of Kiki Calloway was maybe a bit strange by the media. She, I don't think, was the most impactful player on her team, in my opinion, but certainly uh, was preseason player of the year. So the fact that she got the year that she did and then this award as well, um, media, I think, was kind of building off that preseason selection. Well, and I, there's a couple head scratches, I think, for the media team compared to the coaches. I, I feel like, and I always felt like the coaches generally have a better feel than the media does and me being a media member that votes and all that I, I get that but uh I, I thought Kiki being a player of the year was, was a bit odd I, I agree with you I thought after watching several games Amanda Thompson I thought she should have been and then first team for the media uh LaJazz Davidson for firm and beats out Erica Haynes Overton I, I think that's just crazy talk and I don't even think I'm wearing the goggles on that. I think that's just crazy talk. Yeah, I think maybe the only reason that Leger Davidson did that was because of Furman's team performance. And I take some of that into consideration when I'm voting for these type of things. Leger Davidson, 9-5, and five, um, was Furman this year. Davidson put up like 17 a game. She's not the overall player that Erica Haynes-Overton is. I mean, there's no question about that. But the fact that they were pretty wire-to-wire, that number two team behind Mercer, I think, came into that a bit. I thought the ridiculous one was Selena Taborn getting second team. Yeah. She is often like 
like Alexis Spears, where when she's out there, certainly dominant, and she shot like 68% from the field. So no taking away from what she can do when she's on the floor, but she has trouble staying on the floor. She'll play like 18, 19 minutes a game. I had Micah Sheets on the second team because she started and closed the year extremely strong in terms of scoring the basketball and could be a real difference maker for ETSU. So Tabor and I get is a big, you know, someone that can move bodies inside, but I think Sheets had the better overall year. Yeah, Brittany Snowden's another one if you're going position by position. Right. She closed the year strong. You could have taken her over Tayborn. Yeah, uh, it's come, – come on. But, again, this is what happens, right, when, when you get that. And generally speaking, if you finish first and second place, you're going to get them – or you should, right, because the better players lead to more wins. I've, I've not been a fan, and we'll get into that once we see the men's selection. I'm, I'm not a fan – of a 10th place team, ninth place team getting like multiple guys on any type of right. – if they can't be that good. I'm sorry. You just can't be uh, – you know, great, you got your points, your team won three Somebody's games. Gotta Congratulations. Somebody's got to take the shots. You can be a volume just, score on I'm a bad just team. Not, yeah, I've just never been a fan of that. I've, uh, generally speaking, I've never – and it's and, – and the men's especially, at least for the women the last several years, the player of the year traditionally has been on the team that has won it or – right at it we've seen a fourth and fifth place Furman team have a player of the year a couple times and it's great but they're fourth and fifth place and and they've not been to the tournament I don't understand it just throws me off like I just think there's there's other things besides somebody looking and going man they scored 18 points a game great did they score it late did they win games did they have a killer did they do things that somebody fears and Considering ETSU had beaten Furman several times in those, no, they didn't fear Sibley, you know, uh, and Kroom. Kroom, I think, even had – was the first time he'd held in single digits in like 60 games in the conference tournament versus ETSU. Let me wrap, so up, just let me wrap up the women before we get to the men. You got the, me fired up, Mike. I don't even know what you said. The, you got me fired the up. The big awards, Amanda Thompson, no problem with that. Ebony Williams, freshman of the year. There were a couple players that could have been selected for that. I voted Kaya Upton third. Uh, that's probably where she finished, I would think. She did get a spot on the all-freshman team. No problems there. It wasn't a extremely strong freshman class. So Ebony Williams, certainly a difference maker against ETSU when Chattanooga played the Bucks. Eric Haynes-Overton, of course, I think we both agree with that. And Susie Gardner, when you go undefeated in conference, play much like on the men's side and we can transition there Mike Young won coach of the year Wofford won undefeated have to go with that we will do that after I just said I wanted to make a point that the women's coaches and media I think get it more right than the men's okay I, I want to say that now it is a nice transition because on the men's side it's fresh off the presses and it is uh, Mike Young coach of the year I don't think that's a shock Player of the Year, Fletcher Meagie, I, I think it would be hard-pressed to have an argument there. Freshman of the Year, again, would be hard-pressed. Kevin Easley, I think, just watching him in person. And, then of course, we're huge Davian Williamson fans. Uh, I think Noah Gurley from Furman's come on as of late. Cam Gibson, if he just played ETSU, would not just be a freshman there. He might be an All-American because he's only averaging 11 points a game, but he's gone for 28-23 versus ETSU. Yeah. He just loves playing the Bucks. But I, I think they've got that right defensive player of the year, Isaiah Miller. I don't think that's – I think that's Fifth correct. Fifth in the nation in steals the, the, or something like that. The only complaint about the, the – and I have several complaints about the men's voting. One of them I've always had a complaint was that it always went to whoever had the most sh- uh, block shots, whether they're the best defender or not. If you have most block shots – this is the first time I didn't go to a shot blocker in like five years in Southern Conference. And right. I'm glad because Isaiah Miller changes the game more, I think, than, than even his own teammate James Dickey. And you still could say – Dickey was solid up there. You could say, uh, you know, if 
Bo Hodges was healthy all year, what he did against Bubba Parma, and, and he can guard so many different positions. You can argue a few different things, but I think Isaiah Miller, I think the men got it exactly right uh, this year. They haven't always, but I think the voters for the coaches and for the media, I think at least for the major accolades, I think they got them all right. The top ten players in the league by these first and second team votes, eight of them were the top eight scorers in conference play. Fletcher McGee, Lou Stallworth, Ross Cummings, Bubba Parham, Matt Rafferty, Josh Sharkey, Isaiah Miller, Francis Alonzo. The only two that were not in the top eight in scoring in conference play and made the team, Jerome Rodriguez and Cam Jackson. I think earlier in the year, Steve Forbes said this on the pregame show with you at one point, and then I mentioned it as well on Santos and the Sidekick. I thought that Cam Jackson, for the longest time, was going to be the player of the year because Fletcher just wasn't having the Fletcher type of year, but in conference, he ends up averaging 23 a game. Can't take anything away from him. So Rafferty, Alonzo, Miller, Jackson, McGee, the first team. Second team, Stallworth, Rodriguez, Cummings, Sharky, Parham. Two bucks on the third team. Good to see Patrick Good get some love battling that injury late, but had a big first half of the conference year. And then Bo Hodges, of course, has kind of switched places with Patrick Good and come on strong late when he was not his normal self early. Yeah, it's sort of weird. When Hodges was hurt, it was good right. kind of carrying some of the workload. Now that good, that, that hip just isn't what it was earlier in the year. Now Hodges is kind of carrying the pail. I thought, uh, you know, again, you go to the, the media side. Yeah, that was and, the coach's side, sorry. Yeah, and and, and what I was going to say is you generally the, the same, you know, as you mentioned, 10 guys were on the first and, and second team. Um, the only difference was the media put Jerome Rodriguez on the first team, you know, and they were able to uh, – who they dropped down was a sh- – Top rebounder in the league during conference play, 10.2. Drop down Miller. Oh, yeah, that's right. They dropped down Miller's yep. second team, which, you know, again, uh, it depends on what you value there. Right. But then the third team, again, I, I felt like, okay, Lyons is on there. I could see Dickey. I honestly can see Carlos Dotson. It was Najdawi that threw me off. And that I felt like that might be a career award for him and everything that he Well, he, he was preseason first team as well, yeah, right? Yeah, and again, he puts up a lot of – in that Citadel – System. I think that you should factor that in. Same thing with Stalwart. I think you factor in how they play, the number of points. Plus, I think uh, uh, you look at the overall numbers, and I hope they look at conference numbers, not the overall. But, you know, Lions was really skewed because he had a 54-point game against a non-Division one team. I kind of forgot about that. You, yeah. know, so you're, you know, if you look at his overall, it's way better than what his conference is. And, again, you throw 54 on the board, I'm not discounting. 54 is hard to do in any level. I mean, I don't even know if you can play pickup ball and get 54 in a night. So, uh, I just think Najdawi was more of a, a career award. Considering all the other guys that were listed, um, you know, I think you probably could have put three or four different players than Najdawi, and I would have been fine with it. But, again, the, the league was deep this year, you know. Not just they have four teams that were making – sort of national news and continuing to do it. But there were also, I think, guys like Josh Sharkey, you know, is unbelievable defensively. And I'm glad they have him because it's not just his offense. I'm sure he's on there because he is one of the toughest defenders in the league as well. Uh, I thought it was interesting you didn't see Dickey on the coach's pick. They actually kind of have Kevin Easley in there. Uh, as opposed to Dickey and, or, and, or Nijdawi, whoever. They got good and easily for the coaches, Nijdawi, Dickey on there. So, again, I, I'm fine with if the media would have put easily or good on there or if they would have put you know Dickey on the, the coaches when I've been fine with that. Well, all those, all those, I think, had good enough years to be deserving. Just a couple things for me. Very impressed by Josh Sharkey's statistical year in conference play, sixth in the league in scoring, and 8.1 assists per game. I mean, that's quite impressive. Obviously, Isaiah Miller and his defense, what he was able to do, and Fletcher McGee, just the fact that he shot 47% from outside, 29 more threes than everyone else in the league. Lou Stallworth, I know you weren't huge on him being where he 
was, uh, but second in the league in scoring in conference play and also second in the league in assists. Uh, granted, on a bad team. I mean, he averaged it was like 26-5 and five or something. I think when it's all said and done. Even rebound. I think he even had like five rebounds a game. Yeah, 21 and a half, second behind McGee, and then 5.7 assists per game. I mean, both being second in the league in those, pretty impressive overall year. Yeah, the the, on, the only real issue with Star Wars I have is the Citadel, where, where they are, right. yeah, where they absolutely. are in the standings. Yep. I, I understand. mean, that, that's the only thing. But if you and again, you know, um, and that's just me. That doesn't mean it's the, it's the right way to go about. It. And everybody has their own criteria, and that's that's why it goes. But that's the coaches, that's the media, that's fresh off the presses, uh, all conference. All that said, means absolutely nothing as you go in the tournament. Let's go win it. All right, there we go. When we come back, uh, Lando's land, then Austin Herring, then Nasir Player. We got all that lined up on today's Wednesday episode of Sandos and the Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. It's funny how things can multiply, like cold weather. One minute, a few snowflakes fall. The next, you need a snowblower just to find your feet. Or tardiness. Run two minutes late in the morning, and you're a half hour late to work. Come on. But good things come from multiplying, too, like the new Multiplier Instant Games, which give you a chance to multiply your winnings. So go ahead, enjoy the good kind of multiplying today with the new Multiplier Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Food City is excited for another thrilling basketball season with the ETSU Buccaneers. Even when slicing up the finest cuts of beef, selecting the freshest produce, or preparing the sweetest baked goods, we live and breathe navy and gold. So go get them, Bucks. On your quest for a Southern Conference championship and beyond, Food City is with you every step of the way. Food City, official supermarket of ETSU Athletics. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City.
It's Lando's Land with Landon Owen. Let's go, let's go. We got the teamwork to make the dream work. Let's go. Harper's up, Phillies. For 13 oh. years, too, with no opt-outs, Landon. Ah, I'm, I'm excited about Bryce Harper staying in the NL East. That's all I'm going to say. You are? Rap- yeah, because it's going to – It'll take the pressure off of the big market team, which is the Mets. It'll bring the focus on the Phillies and the Nationals, and they can fight over second place for the next. The Mets haven't years. had any pressure in like 15 years because that's the last time they were good. And no one expects them to be good. <laughs> I just had. I got to tell you, it's too bad we're not on video. Uh, I got a guy that, that works here up at the track, and he's out there on the, in the hall. And I just he overheard me say what I just said, <laughs> and he turns around and looks at me with like uh, I got six eyes. He said, how'd that work out last year? For wow. <laughs> You're getting it from all <laughs> angles today. Uh, let yeah. me ask you this. I In the gym yesterday, I actually saw someone wearing a cutoff Mets muscle shirt, and I'll give you three guesses on who the player was that the shirt was Ooh. emulating. Go ahead. Ooh, three guesses. You, there's no chance, uh, I don't think. No sleeves in the, in the gym? Oh, he was wrapping full guns out, buddy. Oh, I love it. If it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me because I haven't worked out in a while. Uh, my first guess would be um, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, that is a very good guess. It was not Daryl Strawberry. That would actually be – I'd have more respect and love for that because that's that's pretty awesome. But, no, not Daryl Strawberry. I'm going give, to give a second guess because he's still on payroll, even though they probably don't <laughs> exist because I would get one if they had Bobby one. Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> no, yes. not, Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bo. Not Bobby Bonilla. That would be very satirical as well, but that wasn't it either. I know what I'm doing after this call. I'm going to go buy me a Bobby Bonilla Mets jersey. Oh, I love it. So I would, you know, I'd say it's either a toss-up between David Wright or uh, Matt Harvey. How about the fact that it was Pedro Duncan. Martinez? Oh. You know, dang, I almost said Pedro. Come on. I, he man, was not he? It was like a year. Yeah, he was washed up Pedro and terrible. I mean, like no one remembers years. him as a Met. Pedro was a pretty good bat. You know, oh, my all said God. and done, he was a pretty good bat. Four up, or five years. Uh, no, I need to look up what he did with the Mets because I don't Please even re- do. I barely before the, remember before him the call's being over, there. you'll you'll be eating some crow. This is so these I, are I like the Mets. That. This is the Mets as we know them in my lifetime that people buy shirts of people that you don't even remember being on the team. That's what legacy the Mets have left. Uh, I've had I've been gifted now, I will say I've been gifted some some shirts with like guys' numbers on them and stuff and names. I've been gifted a Matt Harvey. I've been gifted a Carlos Beltran. Uh, and I think I was gi- I was definitely gifted to David Wright, and I bought a strawberry. So Where, where were you on a Howard yeah, Johnson? I mean, <laughs> on Hojo? You I love Hojo. Hojo. I did, too. Is that a president and or I a Matt? I bought my son because my son's name is Anderson. I actually found a Marlon Anderson jersey, uh, a number 18 Marlon Anderson jersey, so I've got the right number and the name, and uh, – It'll be his one day. He had some nice baby pictures made with it. It was it was, it was very sweet. I'll give you the very Pedro. Sweet. I'll give you the Pedro stats. Two thousand five to two thousand eight, four years. So it was longer than I remember. The first year he was decent, fifteen and eight, two point eight two ERA. That's that's perhaps that's even more. A heck of a perhaps year. even more. And you got to remember the Mets stunk. When yes, he did that. perhaps so that's he, like Jacob Degrom. He'd win Cy Young if he did that now. Perhaps even more than decent. Uh, but the other three years were trash: uh, seventeen and fifteen, and the ERA was like four point six. So uh, the fact that people are out there with Pedro Martinez jerseys to this day 
and they're not Boston jerseys, or even I'd have more respect for the Montreal jersey because that was early in his career. Plus, the Expos are no longer a thing. That would be pretty sweet. Now, I will say this. The Mets jersey is still above, or the Mets cutoff tee is still above the Philadelphia Phillies cutoff tee of Pedro Martinez, where he spent his last year, went 5-1, and one, started nine games, and then saw his career disintegrate. So you're at least above the Phillies. If only in that regard, because they kind of got you this week with $330 million being placed on Bryce Harper. We're always above the Phillies. Don't kid yourselves. <laughs> we will finish the market down now. Oh Bold my. predictions. Don't hot even take, say it. Hot take alert. Don't the even. Mets will finish above the Phillies. Oh, oh we my. We hit the button. Oh, my. Can I it? That is there just it is. absurd. Oh, hot take. You are out of your mind. March, I'm putting it Mar- on our chart. March 6th. You know I'm keeping a chart of calls that we make, so I'm putting it on the chart right now that says – uh, and we will revisit uh, – we got very soon we're going to be revisiting the buy or sell from our men's basketball oh, on I forgot about January that. 30th, as it tells me. I'm putting a new tab on the sheet. The Mets will finish above the Phillies on March 6th. Here's, here's the problem with that, Love though, it. is that you control the charts. You can just delete that at any time and just forget that it ever happened. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm a man of integrity. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And and I'm right more often than I'm not compared oh to you. So I'm, well, I'm hey, hey, it's, it's, it's debatable. It could be, maybe. Since, since you're so right, where are you in the Kyler Murray number one overall Arizona Cardinals Kingsbury go? This has been the most meteoric rise for a prospect probably ever. This guy went from, I'm going to play one year of college football to the potential number one pick inside of 12 months. Um, it's it's unprecedented. The only thing I think that even comes close is Cam Newton. I think when Cam kind of you know Cam played one year of college football, really, um, he won the Heisman Trophy, led Auburn to a national title, and I think even that year he was probably graded as a mid first rounder. But the Panthers had the number one pick and needed a quarterback and took the best one available at number one. It was one of those things like if the Panthers hadn't didn't take him one, he was going to be like a mid first rounder. Um, but they were kind of – they needed it, and it worked out for them. Um, and we haven't won a title, but they made a Super Bowl. Uh, they've been consistently mediocre at times, and they've been consistently good at times. So, um, you know, when he's healthy, he was pretty good. So does it work out? You know, nope. Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. The value was tremendous, and it's obviously worked out for them. So now that there's – a case study of Drew Brees. There's a case study of Russell Wilson. You know, somebody's going to take a flyer on this guy, and it's hard to take a flyer on the number one pick. But it sounds like it's a very, very realistic possibility. Don't they have Josh Rosen? Yeah, they did do. They but just drafted him last Josh year. Rosen? Yes, they did. I thought they just drafted him last year, Landon. Yeah, but a different coach drafted him. A yeah. different regime drafted it's him. True. And the new guy coming in, Cliff Kingsbury, is on record when he was at Texas Tech saying, I take him with the number one pick. Well, <laughs> Prove it. how amazing is it that he now has the number one pick? Nine and a half inch uh, hands is what Kyler Murray has. It's, apparently that's really small, right? Like that's the big thing that people are killing him out, aside from the fact that he was 5'10 and an eighth. Like he, he's, he's just a small guy and people are scared. But you're saying because of Breeze and Wilson that that doesn't matter so much anymore? He, I think small hands plays a part uh, if you're a carny. Um you know, like in Austin Powers, small hands. Not so much in you know, I guess you need though, small yeah. hands. <laughs> I didn't think a carny was going to make it in the show today. I shouldn't be shocked. <laughs> That's a great call. Yeah, I love um, it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, or the Burger King commercials, you know, like when you're holding the Whopper. Got these the tiny hands. Small hands. Yeah. So those things, are tiny hands will hurt you. Um, 
I remember Small Hands came up with EJ Manuel uh, when the Bills drafted him, and they said Yikes. he should be a cold, a cold weather guy. that would make a difference because it's it's harder, and surely it did. And I think EJ Manuel helped because he wasn't that good, and they reached for him. Uh, I think he had a third round grade, and the Bills took him in the middle of the first 12th round. overall, so yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the first overall quarterback, and that was like, where'd this come from? So, I you know he's playing in a dome. I don't think that's he's playing half his games in the dome. He's playing half the others against the Rams. He's um, the 49ers. You're not going to have a concern unless you're playing, you know, the Packers. You know, every year, three times a year, which you're not. It's okay. Um, you're going to play the Bills once every eight years in Buffalo, and probably the Jets once every eight years up there too. So, not a big concern. I wouldn't have too much of a worry. And the dude threw the ball pretty well at Oklahoma. That's all I'm going to say. It's the same football they use in the, in the big boys. E.J. Manuel, 16th overall. The man that went 12th overall, another Florida State quarterback to the Vikings, who was also graded out as like a second-round draft pick and then went first round, and he didn't work out well either. So don't take a Florida State quarterback. I suppose Jameis Winston could be the exception, though his time in Tampa Bay has been, I'd say, mixed at best, Jay Sandoz? Uh, yes, uh, mixed would be very fair. At best. Yeah, all right. What else you got for us? Ah, what else you guys got? I mean, it's it's tournament time. We're we're man getting excited for that. We got about a month out till till the big race up here at Bristol. Excited for that. We got a season kickoff uh, for that coming next week. Uh, we'll be doing and inviting some drivers here to the track and getting excited about that. Um, you know, the NASCAR is kind of off to a pretty good start this year. We're excited about the new rules package. Um, I read there was 47 passes for the lead at Vegas uh, this past week. So wow. exciting racing at the mile and a half, which is good. Um, you know, exciting racing always at Bristol. Uh, short tracks are always, you know, my personal favorite, but we're a little biased maybe. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to those things. Final Four, and what a weekend that's going to be. So you got the Final Four Saturday night. you got a uh, race here at Bristol, Food City 500 on Sunday. Of course, we'll be racing all weekend. Um, you've got WrestleMania Sunday night. You've mm. got the Masters kicking off Monday morning. And then you've got Game of Thrones Sunday night after the final round of the Masters. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that week right there. Are you taking off the Sunday, Monday? How many days in that span are you taking off? Can you take any of those days off? That's a pretty tight one for you. That's that's a better question. Yeah, there's there's no real time off that time of year for us. So we'll be, we'll be here. But uh, March Madness on Demand is a beautiful thing. Uh, that'll get us through the early parts of it. Um, what else we got in there? There was something else we had in there. Oh, start of baseball, too, is that week, um, opening day. So you've got that first 14 days in April. If you're a sports fan, is it, that's as pretty much as good as it gets. Sounds like you're going to have a better weekend than Kyler Murray with Charlie Casserly saying also, that he was not smart and not a good leader yeah. and everything ready for the combine. I think you'll be having a better weekend than him. I think you could ask Crazy Coach when you talk to him, and I think he'll tell you, hey, can he play? That's really what you need. It's a fair idea. I think, I think we have him tomorrow, so we could do that. Yeah. I, I think you that. should ask him. I think that's a – I'm going to phone in that question via proxy, you guys. I love it. All right, Lando, we appreciate time as always, buddy. All right, boys, we'll talk to you next week. All right, let's see. That's Lando's land. When we come back, what do we got? Austin Herrick. Austin Herrick. The He's final stateside route tree. Yeah. Yeah. Shed a tear, I did. Bit, I did bit exci- a yeah, I exciting news, we'll find out uh, not just uh, what he's doing, how it happened. I think that's an interesting story as well. We'll have that conversation. Mike Gallagher, Austin Heron, crowded for this time out here. We're from Sentinel Sidekick on the Bucket Air Sports Network.
Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has three new hamburgers on the new made-to-crave menu. The barbecue cheeseburger, the sauce and bacon cheeseburger, and the peppercorn mushroom melt. They've got so much swagger, they'll change the way you think about hamburgers and the way you ride through our drive-thru. Maybe you'll lean your seat back a little. Maybe a lot. Maybe you'll roll your windows down. Or maybe your window's broken because you punched through it to get your hamburger faster. Try the three new hamburgers on Wendy's new made-to-crave menu and download the Wendy's app for craveable deals today. At Wendy's, we got you. At participating Wendy's. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, and Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. General Shale is proud to support ETSU basketball and Southern Conference fans everywhere. Want to make the most of game day? Now you can design your dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you design custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from up to 10 building types designed with over 50 of our most popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with your friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks. But we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Brightridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Brightridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. Sandos and the sidekick, Mike Gallagher back with you. Jay Sandos steps aside for just a few moments while we catch up with Austin Herrick, former ETSU quarterback, on the route tree. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm sad that I'm saying this, but this could be the last route tree for quite some time. Austin, welcome back. Good to be back. 
I'm going to go ahead and let you explain why this might be the last route tree for quite some time, uh, unless we can get, like, international calling where we don't get charged, like, $10 a minute. Is that still a thing, or am I living in the past? I don't know what exactly the deal is with international calling. But certainly there is uh, some turn of events lately that I'd love for you to share with the people. Yeah, I, I think we can make it work. Uh, we probably have to go FaceTime audio mm, or something. Beautiful. Uh, but, but there are some ways to move, maneuver around the international uh, – charges there but yeah so it's crazy turn of events i've been working in the ticket office at etsu athletics which you can still buy tickets from the ticket office um, a lot of information on that online um they'd be they'd be glad to have you come out to a baseball game but um i was working at the ticket office monday afternoon i get a call um from someone that i actually met over a podcast um and so he calls me. I'm like, hey, would you be interested in playing in Vienna, Austria um, for the Vienna Vikings? Um, and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll think about it. And he's like, well, we need to know by Thursday morning. Wow. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I really do need to think about this. And so um, I actually had a few opportunities with coaching pop up uh, that I was considering, but but both of those opportunities started in August. And so the season of the team I'm going to play for ends in July 23rd. So I was like, well, I guess kind of my options are to be here in the ticket office for the next few months or to go spend a summer in Europe playing and coaching football. Um, and so that's what I'm going to do. I leave Sunday uh, to fly to Vienna, Austria to play football professionally for the their team called the Vikings. Um, and then I uh, will be coaching the high school team there. If I would have told you at the beginning of the route tree, probably about six months ago, that you'd be playing professional football in Austria, would you have ever come on the show again, or would you have laughed it off as, wow, this guy is crazy and this podcast probably sucks? If you would have told me that a week ago, like Sunday, <laughs> I would have said, that is just preposterous. There's no way that's going to happen. I had actually had some opportunities to play overseas, and I thought, you know, I really don't want to do that. I, I, I just don't see the benefit in going over there and getting paid just a little bit of money and putting your body on the line. But the more I thought about it, it's kind of, you know, like we talked about, it, it's just a, a study abroad experience, and it's with football. So I'm getting to coach, which is something I want to do, and I'm getting to play. Um, and in the same time, I'm getting to see another part of the world that – I may never get to see again or may have never gotten to see if it wasn't for this opportunity. And so um, one of my coaches one time told me that don't let the game of football use you, use the game of football. And I feel like this may be a time where I can, I can use the game of football to go do some things I might not have done otherwise. Hmm. That's great advice. So there's a lot to unpack here. Firstly, the fact that you're still giving ticket plugs. What a guy to still do that. Not forgetting where you came <laughs> from already. That's awesome. Uh, you said you met this person that set you up through the opportunity on a podcast. Now, firstly, I know you're not going on other podcasts. I would have to be very bitter about that. Secondly, uh, can you say who it was and how the relationship came about? Yeah, um, I've, I've got an exclusive deal with Sandos and the sidekick. <laughs> very lucrative. Very lucrative. With podcasts. So, no, um, I listened to this podcast by Yogi Roth. He does stuff with the Pac-12, and he also does stuff with the Elite 11, which is like a quarterback camp um, around the country. And I was actually on the bus going to the Mercer game this year, and, and he had a guest on his podcast, Cody Hawkins, who played quarterback at Colorado, and now he coaches for his dad at UC Davis. 
and at the end of it, he said, if you're just finishing up your playing career, or you're wanting to get into coaching, give me a call. I'd be more than happy to talk. And mm. so I thought, you know, I'll put his number down and after the season, I'll give him a call. Um, and then, you know, after the season, I was like, what the heck? Why not call this guy? And we had about a 20 minute conversation and hadn't really been in touch that much since that day. And then Monday, he calls me out of the blue and is like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, all righty, let's go do it. So there I go. Wow. So did he give you any inclination in your first conversation that something like this may happen? Or was it just kind of an informational interview style of your conversation with him? Or what exactly was the nature of that conversation? And how did it all of a sudden turn into, oh, yeah, there's this Austin Herrick that I talked to and there's this opportunity in Austria? Well, we had talked. He said, do you want to continue playing? And I said, I would love to, um, you know, if the opportunity was there and it was right. But, you know, and he had played overseas, and we had talked about that. And so I I just really initially wasn't very interested in it. Um, But we talked about GA and getting into coaching and all that. And he made me ring and make me, but he asked me to go fill out a a Euro player profile, Mm. which is for European football. And so I did. And. You know, it was crazy the amount of, like, action I saw on that. I probably got 20 or 30 offers wow. total to go play overseas. But, you know, I, to be honest with you, up until um, last week about this time, I wasn't thinking anything about that. I thought, uh, you know, it's whatever. Um, but um, it kind of – the stars kind of aligned. And um, the quarterback for the, the team I'm going to, they're only allowed to sign two American players – and so the quarterback, uh, like a weekend of training camp that they signed, um, decided to take an offer to go play quarterback for the Memphis Express. Oh, wow. Um, and the AAF. Yeah. And so they were kind of scrambling. So um, that's why the deadline was so tight. And I'm actually flying. I'll, I'll get there the 10th, and the first game's on the 16th. So I'm completely <laughs> missing training camp. Um, so yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a quick turnaround for me for sure. Austin Herrick is with us from his home in Cleveland, Tennessee. He's already packed up and left ETSU in Johnson City. Quick turnaround, as you can tell. So there's a lot to get done before he does indeed fly over to Austria. So what is your situation with this team then? I can't imagine that jumping right in six days before the season that you're the starting quarterback, or are you the starting quarterback? And they were literally scrambling to find someone since the predecessor of yours goes to the Memphis Express where they're saying, hey, if you just come over here, we'll turn the reins over to you. Here's the playbook study off. Well, yeah, no, that's what I told you. You know, as I was getting on the phone, I just put a frozen pizza in the oven, and <laughs> I'm about to study the playbook. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know um, if I'll go over there and start. Uh, from day one, um, I'd say that'd be pretty tough in terms of like knowing the playbook and all that. I'm sure Coach Sanders could could uh, vouch for my knowledge of knowing playbooks <laughs> and, and how difficult that is for me. But um, no, I think uh, I think it's one of the things like that, like I said, there's only two American players, so it's me and there's a wide receiver, defensive back. So I guess I would be competing against some Austrian quarterbacks, which. Uh, with all due respect, probably haven't spent much time playing American football. Um, so I would say at some point um, I'll be getting some significant playing time. I just don't know how soon that will be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my plan is to go over there and play a lot. But more than that, um, yeah, it's not my plan isn't 
and my intention isn't to go be Tom Brady over there and come back here and get an NFL contract. That would be incredible, and I would love to do that. But the main thing is, you know, I'm getting a coach um, and kind of working on my skills coaching. And then another aspect of it is, is that, you know, I'm getting to see a part of the world getting to live over there for an extended amount of time and I think just as a personal development side of things that um, that could be really cool and broaden my horizons a little bit. I want to talk about the coaching aspect in one second but you keep mentioning that you really hadn't considered an opportunity like this until the last two or so weeks. What changed? I think I just got to the point where yeah the, the ticket office was a was a great opportunity and I appreciate it, but I think I just needed to kind of get out of Johnson City and to get out of Tennessee for a little bit. I'd been here my whole life essentially, and um, you know, I I was telling someone the other day, uh, I feel like I know everyone in the dome, um, and I'm gonna go to a place where I don't know anybody. So I think I needed that from a like a like I said a personal development standpoint. So this will be a good learning and, and building. Uh, process for me it'll be different it'll be challenging but uh, I think sometimes you need to do things that are challenging just to do it so tell me about the playing slash coaching part just in a little more depth because it almost sounds like and I don't know if this is the case I'm not naive and I think like well they were you you held them over the coals and were just like you know playing isn't enough you got to get me over there and I also got a coach so it almost sounds like though that they made this type of thing specifically for you because you do have such an interest in coaching and staying in football in that way tell me about the coaching and player side and just how those two work together because they're not for the same team they almost seem like separate opportunities but you're getting them both well um yes it's kind of different so over there, it's not like high school here, and then you go off to college, and then you go play in the NFL. They have like club teams, and so I'm playing for the professional club team, and I'll be coaching um, the high school age kids. Um, so, so yeah, I know it, it's something that they have most of their players do, if not all. That's kind of part of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the most intriguing part for me is that I do have some places where I could go in the fall, uh, potentially, and go coach. Um, but also, um, you know, there's – this is a place where I can build my coaching skills. It's tough to – you know, I've been, you know, talking to some quarterbacks and kind of training on the side. and It's a lot – it's a lot more difficult than I thought, you know, to go teach someone something that kind of comes naturally to you. So I think this would be a good opportunity for me to kind of hone my skills and get better at coaching and kind of hit the ground running when I get back in the fall. Is Austin Herrick going to spread them out five and let's even say six wide? Do you have some creative stuff that you're going to throw in the field from the offensive side of the ball? Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be kind of um, – running what, what the coach asked me to run oh. over there when I'm, when I'm coaching. But um, I'm sure whenever I get the opportunity one day, I've, I've got some pretty wild ideas. So <laughs> um, I, I've even mentioned eliminating the position of running back um, just because, you know, I don't see that there's a necessity for it in, in today's football. We could just go five wide and uh, throw it every play. And, and also that limits, you know, the, the CTE and the head trauma. So you just throw the ball and fall down. That's all we need. <laughs> 
Spoken like a true quarterback. Eliminate the running back position. I don't even know if six wide receivers is possible, but I have a feeling you will try and make it work wherever you end up as an offensive coordinator or head coach. Tell me about Austrian football. Do you know where the skill level in the league that you'll be playing is is comparison-wise to the college system or the professional system if you're to rank it with the AAF, the soon-to-be XFL, the NFL, the CFL, or if you'd rather do college, you know, Division One all the way down to Division Three. Yeah, you know, in my opinion, this is the best league in the world. No, I'm obviously just kidding. <laughs> no, um, what I've been told, it's it's like Division Two or Division Three level. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think it'll be it'll be different, obviously, because um, you know not all of these players are as experienced as me in terms of playing American football, and even actually the podcast I listened to that um, I talked to Cody on is was like. He uh, he said that one game he was preparing for, the left tackle had somewhere to be, so he just didn't show up for the game. So I think how serious they take it is a little bit less than how we take ball over here. But um, but yeah, it should be it should be fun. I mean, one thing I've thought about is in college or in high school, you're trying to you're playing for a college scholarship, and in college you're playing for you know to get on the field or to go play in the NFL. This will be the the one time, not that I haven't, but this is just pure for the love of the game, which will be really interesting, I think. I'm kind of excited for, for that mentality of going over there to play. Knowing your mentality and knowing the level of intensity you bring to football, what I hear is you are going to be master motivator of the Austrian Football League, and you are going to be the Tom Brady. Austin Herrick, the route tree takes superstardom to Austria is what I'm hearing. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that, but... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully I come back a more cultured Austin Herrick instead of just the, the perspective of East Tennessee. So hopefully I can I can bring that back and uh, just be an overall better human being. So this is where I think the route tree comes in, not only the ticket office and then Austria, but also ETSU is doing a pro day. I believe it's nine days from when we're talking on this Monday afternoon. Austin Herrick on the phone back in Cleveland, Tennessee. Mike Gallagher with you back in the Buccaneer Sports Network studios. Did you have any pause of doing this, knowing that that pro day was coming up? What was your thought process behind either participating in that or going to this opportunity? Well, I was training for the pro day. Right. Um, I had all intention to do it. Last week at this time, I was going to do the pro day, um, and there was no doubt about that. Um, And then this opportunity came up. Mm -hmm. So there's a few things happening that – that I wish I could be a part of that unfortunately I won't. One's the pro day with Matt Mike and, and Evan Wick and the guys I, were tra- I was training with the past few months. Um, they're going to kill it. I'm excited for them. Um, and then the, there's a ring ceremony. I don't know if I'm speaking um, too soon here, but I think that we're going to get our SoCon rings at the spring game from what I've heard. And, uh, yeah, I would really like to be there for that because um, obviously that'll never happen again for me in terms of getting a SOCON ring as a player. So um, I, I wish I could be there for that, but um, I guess sometimes you got to make sacrifices. And um, I guess I'll be over there in, in, uh, in Austria cheering on the Bucks for the spring game and keeping in, in contact and you know staying involved in things. You know, I'm pretty amazed how from the first time we chatted on the podcast to six months later now how – 
the route tree started as kind of like a fictitious, have fun, create ridiculous scenarios and have Austin Herring talk about them to now being such a real tangible thing in your life where you're finding out there are so many opportunities. There are different ways you can go. There are things that if you take one route, you're going to miss out on other routes, which to me makes this all come full circle, Austin. And I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's actually very, very interesting how this all works out. You know, we started the first podcast was when I just got beaten out in camp. Right. And you remember we started with, uh, hold on, I got to put the timing on this. Red pizza. Baron, DiGiorno, Freshetta, what do we got? I don't, my mom got it for me. It's Tombstone. Oh, I've never love, heard of this. Love so, Tombstone. Right. Tombstone salad. Maybe, yeah, maybe just got the, the cheap one for me. But um, no, anyway, uh, yeah, it's funny how it started out because I remember going on there and being like, well, you know, now I'm kind of like the, the old quarterback doing the, <laughs> the broadcasting. You know, I just got beat out and whatever. And then, and then the Furman game happens. And then we kind of ride the wave through the whole season of, you know, winning the conference championship and getting on that good run we got on. And so to now, you know, going to play football in Europe, this sounds like one of the crazy route three scenarios that right. would have happened, you know? Um, but it's been great. It's been, it's been really cool. I've enjoyed it. I hope I can continue to come on from, uh, Austria, that would be really cool, but but yeah, no, it, it's very interesting, very cool how this all played out. Well, at least for our last stateside version of the route tree, we've really appreciated it. You giving us an inside look at your journey through, as you mentioned, the ups, the downs, the lowest of lows in your playing side to I think what many people would say and I've talked to a couple of the football guys for the senior video we're putting together really the highest of highs not only for yourself but for a lot of the guys around you with that Furman game and then going on to the playoff and really making the massive strides with this program that many didn't think were possible this early on uh, we've so enjoyed having you on Austin and we hope it can continue as well. We'll definitely let you get settled in, in Austria before we hit you up asking for things, but good luck over there. Thank you so much again. Really happy that things have worked out the way they have and good luck over there. Well, thank you guys so much. And as always go bucks, Austin Herrick on the route tree, the final one for at least a bit of time as he departs for Austria this weekend to play in the Austrian football league and do some coaching as well. Back on Santos and the sidekick on the Buccaneer sports network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. The Firehouse Restaurant in downtown Johnson City has been a proud supporter of the Bucks since 1980. Our hickory smoked barbecues, sides, sauces, dressings, and desserts are all made from scratch because that's the way the locals like it. Our tailgate packs are available through Firehouse Catering for 12 or more, starting at just $8 per person. The packs are available all season on Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays. For more information, visit thefirehouse.com. Come see us before the big game. The Firehouse, 627 West Walnut Street between ETSU and downtown Johnson City. How many places do you ever go without your smartphone? My name is Wesley Fletcher with the First Bank and Trust Company. Now you can pay securely for your purchases with your smartphone too. Just add your check card to the wallet app on your phone to pay for all your purchases. So keep on moving, keep on traveling, and keep on shopping with the First Bank and Trust Company and Apple Pay. 
Ando, providing mobile solutions when you need them most. Your bank for life. Firstbank.com, member FDIC. Look, if you're like me, you got a lot to remember. Like, remember to pick up some refreshingly cold lemon-lime Mountain Dew ice. Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, here's my trick. If it's a nice day, I think nice rhymes with ice. And that reminds me, I better get some Mountain Dew ice. Or if someone asks me for the time, I think time rhymes with lime, like in lemon-lime. If I work at it, anything can remind me to get to the store and get myself some Mountain Dew ice. Mountain Dew ice. Remember to get some. Welcome back to Smooth 92.2. I'm Dr. Love, and I want to hear the secret to your romantic success. We've got Brian on the line. Bry guy, what'd you do? Well, I wanted to spice things up, so I surprised my wife with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Ooh, and did those work, Brian? You know they did, Dr. Love. It doesn't take a relationship expert to know you can't go wrong with February instant games. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Play on, player. 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 I'm going to go ahead and handle the, uh, the intro here. Play on, player. Put the coffee cup the back together. The save of the day. Total disaster. The save of the day. It's still, it's still fell on the floor. Well, the, no, no, no. the cap did. The, there was the coffee no spillage. That's true. The lid That's true. fell on the floor and... I was going to sanitize it, but then I figured... You just put it yeah, back on. It's back on. It's back on. I think that the floors floor of the has Buccaneer, not been cleaned in 37 years. The floors of the Buccaneers <laughs> Sports Network studios, this one and the one down in the closet that we were in next to the football film room for quite some time. Okay. Questionable at which, best, I Which one is worse? Well, that one was worse because it had carpet, and everything just kind of sticks in oh, the carpet. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting. You'd kick up a rabbit every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Guess you never grew up with shag carpet the way I did. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. I grew up in the seventies, so no. <laughs> Early eighties, it happens. So, hey, this here player. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about y'all? Yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. There's a uh, there's much to discuss uh, this week on Lots. Play on Player. Uh, firstly, LeBron James. And I know you said, I believe the first time we talked about it, you're kind of like a you know, lukewarm NBA fan, right? Is that mm-hmm. that's what you mentioned? But I am a LeBron fan. But and I'm a LeBron fan as well. Mm-hmm. Big LeBron guy. Uh, when, when we get into... Lover would be a better description well, for you. Apologist, <laughs> lover, everything you can. There's a few terms out there on social media for people that love LeBron that I'm not sure I can say on the air, but I am one of those. Right. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, whenever there is a Michael Jordan, and I don't know where you stand on this, a Michael Jordan versus LeBron conversation, I... Grew up with Jordan, at least in the very later years. I mean, I think I was like nine when he hit that shot against oh my God. No, uh, the Utah Jazz. I, 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 missed, I missed a lot of the good times, but I got to see the very yeah. final three championships with, uh, with Chicago. So, loved Jordan, but I take LeBron. I, I take LeBron also. And Nasir takes but LeBron. I grew up watching LeBron. So Jay takes Michael Jordan because that's a man of his era. Uh, that, again, I go with it's just different rules. I, I, Jordan would average. You think Harden? You had to be an athlete to play in this you, day. Do, do you, you didn't have to then. You, you think that James Harden gets fifty points or whatever it is now? Jordan would have seventy because 
Back in the day, you could tackle a guy in a lane, and it was pretty much acceptable. You could punch a guy, and it wasn't called. Back in the day, they were like grab a guy. You could, now, if you, you literally can't bump a guy running through the lane. Like, that's a check. Like, impeding progress is a foul now. That was never a foul. I'm just saying rules are different. I also say that the NFL passing game now, the numbers are inflated because of all the rules. Right. Back in the day, in the 70s and 80s, where you could really play true bump and run, where you could hit a guy up until the ball was thrown. Well, these aren't opinions. These are facts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have changed the rules to emphasize offense right. because people like offense. Right. So, I'm just saying, I, Le- LeBron and Harden, some of these guys would not have some of the numbers they have there. Now, to me, the biggest difference between Jordan and LeBron was just Jordan being the, the overall killer mindset and just being the, the animal like refuse to lose where LeBron will lose a game and go in the locker room and shake hands with Kobe Bryant after the game, which I find That's the culture of the NBA. Uh, it's not, these days. It's, it's, no it is. It is. It is. You're wrong. It is. It is the culture of the NBA. It is Everybody's the culture. That's how it is. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's Draymond, not, Draymond Green's not going in the locker room and shaking hands with people after the game. Yeah, I mean it's just, No it's he not, is. He's friends with those guys too and he and he does that. He is friends with LeBron James. All those guys are Draymond Green. You haven't seen post game him do that? You haven't seen him post game just shaking hands. It, it, guys no, no, no. Go in another team's locker room post game. Shaking hands on the court, they're giving friends. respect is is different. But they're friends. going into a locker room after in someone else's locker room after you get beat in a playoff series. Oh, that's unacceptable. Well, they're friends. Though. They are all friends. Well, that's right. Draymond, te- could. Then, te- then text. Draymond then call, could do that. Then text. Then What's call the him. difference? I like Draymond's attitude. Exactly. That's how I would be if I was in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen any post game footage of Draymond in the opposing team's locker room. After a, a loss in a playoff series. <clears throat> so you're saying because someone goes in the locker room rather than calls soft. or texts and soft. soft. So you don't have that killer instinct. If somebody just took a championship, I don't see any NFL quarterback, I don't see any baseball guys going into a locker room after they lose the World Series and say, hey, man, glad you beat me. Yeah. Never seen that in my entire no, life. No, no one's I've never heard of that. Glad that he got beat. He's saying, Why? congratulations. You're my buddy. I'm very happy for you. I gave him, It doesn't mean he didn't give his best on the court. It doesn't oh, mean he yeah. didn't see, try his best. See, that's just, uh, that's just soft. That's just soft. It doesn't happen in any other major sport. It's about as soft as your opinion on all this. <laughs> I, I think at least. LeBron James, speaking uh, of soft, and I think Jay Sanders will agree with this part. Some have said that LeBron's defense is a little soft these days. There's on Twitter, on social media, uh, he's been spotted. And... and some claim in LeBron's favor that now social media can catch anything these days. And basically they string together a bunch of plays where LeBron is either standing in the lane while his guy's shooting a three, or he's getting confused and misreading a play and knocking down on his guy. Or in one case that we saw, Kyle Kuzma had to push him out to right. guard and defend his shot as it was going up. Yeah, that was when I saw that, I was like, LeBron. Because I'm a LeBron fan. I'm, when I saw that, I was like, what are you doing? Right. Like, why? But I feel like I feel like LeBron gave up on the season, in my opinion. That's just what it seems like to me based on all the clips that I keep seeing on social media because I don't really watch a lot of NBA, right. any actual games. Plus, the Lakers games always come on super late. So, <clears throat> yeah, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, he gave up. And there's a whole bunch of jokes and stuff on Twitter saying he's going to uh, trade the whole team after this offseason. He's already he might, tried. That's what I'm saying. He, he already tried, so it's going to be an interesting offseason. So LeBron James, you're giving him a come on, bro. There's no yeah, play on player anymore. There's no play on player with that one. Like, yeah, LeBron, I'm still with you. I'm still a LeBron fan, but I know what you're doing. You gave up. So where are you on that? Uh, well, I try to take things I see on social media as a great assault because it is everything's under a magnifying glass, and really anybody can you know string together anything and make it look a certain way. I didn't think the Kuzma thing was 
that absurd. It looked like Kuzma was trying to get out, and that was his guy, and stumbled into LeBron. But I'm not going to make excuses when he's five and a half games out of the playoffs. Right. Did, did Michael Jordan ever miss the playoffs? A few times early. Yeah, early, early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we knew when LeBron went to L.A. I, and I'm not even sure that that one year with the Wizards was a, an abysmal train wreck at the very end of his career. But, but that might have been the last year when he, he was like 40. Like, yeah, and then yeah. he turned it. Well, again, that's what. So I, I hate to hang around. I, I will say I, I defend LeBron in, yeah. in that. I mean, if you watched and really paid attention to him, even in Miami, some other ones, in a regular season, he wasn't necessarily the defender that you remember him as because he's played so many meaningful playoff games and made yeah. so many defensive plays right. meaningful. <coughs> and sometimes, you know, he has had a big regular season game where he wouldn't make a statement he played. But there were times at Miami that those same social media games would, would kind of surface. I mean, he's playing so many games. He understands as long as I get in the playoffs. Now, he's not going to this year, but yeah. he understood. As long as I get in the playoffs, I got a shot. Mm-hmm. Right? If I get in the playoffs... I'm confident enough in what I can do with my team. I can play. So I defend him. Yeah, and I, I see things your way on the Michael Jordan killer and say that's what you loved about MJ, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was just that guy that never gave up, that guy that knew he was going to win, that guy that would take it from you, where LeBron hasn't done that this year. And we knew going to L.A., I mean, he wasn't surrounded by much, right? right. He probably needed another guy. Brandon Ingram's nice. You know, yeah. Rajon Rondo is older in his career. Kuzma's okay. There's also a reason why LeBron is white. And Michael Jordan was not like <laughs> he really, he really wasn't a likable guy because of it. Like I, I think it was something where, where like, hey, he was actually him and Tom Brady were actually just happened to be in vacation in the Bahamas or something crazy, mm-hmm. and they ended up playing two on two with like two other guys there. And Tom's kind of joking, laughing it easy, and missed shot him the ball, and Jordan yelling at him. And I mean, they're playing two guys that aren't, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you got Jordan on one side. And I mean, that's how competitive, like, he's just crazy. It's like, I, and again, that's why it, there are a lot of stories, teammates of, of Mike, that mm-hmm. re- really, like, Mike's the teammate on the court, mm, you know, off the court, like, mm, they don't even have anything to do with it. Yeah, they don't. It, it, it is crazy that way. Uh, so you have a little bit of trade where LeBron is likable. You know, even when you hear some of Jordan's comments now, I would love to see, go back and watch some of his comments now and see how it's taken now. Mm-hmm. Because they're a lot. He throw teammates on the bus. Right. Heartbeat. Right. So, what we got? Uh, what was the other one? The, the pro day. Well, combine. certainly the pro day coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still combine. Combine. Perfect. Uh, things that stood out to you in the combine. Obviously, Kyler Murray and him measure. I think it was what five eleven. Five ten. Five ten. So people freaked out about that. And it's the perfect height. DK Metcalf. Uh, obviously caught a lot of eyes as well because he's the most jack man on the face of the earth and ran a 4-3 whatever mm-hmm. uh, in the 40. Uh, where is, he, Mississippi, is it Mississippi? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there's pictures of him out on social media. Is that the, is that the defensive lineman? Or is that the no, that's, that's the one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the defensive lineman that ran the 4-4? Uh, Montez Sweat. Where are you on the 4-4 four four or the 40? Me? Yeah. The 4-7. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not running a four four. I know. I just like. Well, I mean, again, that shows you how. Because I, one of my favorite Nasir memories was when Tyree Adams had about a ten yard head start on him, and Nasir. Now again, Tyree's trying to juke and job, but Nasir comes all the way, you know, ten fifteen yards from behind to make the tackle down the field. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, "There's not. I can't think of another Southern Conference defensive lineman, uh, at least in recent memory, that could do that." So I've always had you on the upper like <coughs> run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four seven still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are quarterbacks, and uh, I, I want to say that defensive lineman ran faster than twenty-five 
running backs. He ran, he ran faster than most of the running backs. Yeah, the 25 and 27 running backs. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we not just get him the ball? It's not built that way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, 4-4. Just he's just crazy athletic. Yeah, like ridiculously athletic, right? So he's not only 4-4, but he's probably wrapping on the bench, what, like 20-25, and those are 225-pound reps. I forget what he said. I forget what how many reps he had, but it wasn't a low number. I know that. Yeah. But he's just he's 6'6", 260. That's the same as me. I was going to say, which is... He's two inches taller than me, but I'm 6'4", 260, and I can't even imagine myself running a 4'4". Like, that's just ridiculous. When you see a guy do something like that, though, for <laughs> me, I'd be like, look, I mean, I'm basically that guy. You know, I right. take a couple tenths of the 40. You know the 40-yard dash catches eyes, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the glamour drill at the combine. But right. for me, if I'm you, I'm, I'm sitting there looking like, I think I'm all right going into this, you know, after my senior year. Going on to mm-hmm. you know do what I'm going to do because you, you're right there physically with the guy. Right. It, it is crazy because if you do you go next year if you don't get a chance to go or even do a pro day, mm-hmm. you run a four seven. Your shuttle's ridiculous. You get the vertical. You get all these other things. It, you know if you look in the history of the NFL draft, if you just test well, it's amazing how right. much uh, right. higher your stock goes just for the potential of everything. Definitely because. I don't remember what DK Metcalf was originally ranked to be in the draft, but I know after he ran that four three, it definitely like went up, like went way up. Montez Sweat also like he he was a top twenty five pick, but now they're thinking like he might be top ten. You know, so I can like, get DK Metcalf play on player or come on, bro, because it looks like he has been roiding basically his entire college career. Now they do drug tests and everything, so it's mm-hmm. not possible. But what is this guy on? And for him to look the way he does. Is it a playoff player or come on, Brian? I mean, the guy's either a genetic freak or he's cheating. Uh, I'm going to say playoff player. Like, he hasn't busted any drug tests, so you can't say he's cheating. Because right. if, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. He would have failed a drug test if he was cheating. So, and they get drug tested at the combine. So, I mean, playoff player, like, that's just ridiculous. And I, I read an article, I read an article about him, and they said uh, it's all about his diet. He changed his diet, like, Within the recent months of coming into the combine, like he stopped eating chicken wings, he stopped eating fried foods, so yeah, that he's helped on him. Straight lettuce. Stuff, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I don't know what he's on. He's <laughs> probably plant-based protein. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah, he said he stopped eating a lot of fried foods. With uh, the serial player breaking down plant-based protein. I gotta do a little more research. Well, I use some of that plant-based protein, but look at me. I mean, yeah, where, 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 why am I not this jacked? You know, I mean, come on, like this guy is running okay. before the. Like, what, what's the one on? thing I like about the combine, I always get the videos now on social media. Of people trying to do that stuff. So, <laughs> Rich Eisen is the most famous, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for a good cause. You're right, and well, it used to be, but it is now. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, he just did it to, to really make fun of himself. But, right. And so he runs in a full suit, whatever. He had three times. I think his fastest was six flat. Uh, First of all, did we get a play on player or come on bro that I can beat six flat right yeah. now in ten shoes? Play on player, I know you yeah, can. Yeah. You look like you can. I got that. I can at least get a five nine five, right? All right. What about uh, the white on white? No, no, no. The white on white's got your no, own. I'm, 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 I'm not gonna run in my cheerleading no, shoes. Okay. <laughs> right, the, the second thing, uh, Brooks Kepka, the pro golfer, mm. uh, I think he did two twenty five like fifteen times. Uh, so and it was the day it was the day before or is the morning, I think, of one of his rounds. I think they, they got him. He's like, ah, I can do whatever. 
And he, he uh, originally, I think he said he could do 13. He ended up getting 14 or 15. Up. My question is, can Mike Gallagher beat Brooks Kepka? <laughs> 225, player on player, come on, bro. I'll save you the trouble. I can't get 225 off the bench. <laughs> I, I can't. You can do it once. I might be able to do it once with somebody spotting me with like a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. As I'm you know, the strength coach yelling at you, and I was helped to that. I think I've yeah. maxed out at like, and I've never tried to do like ridiculous amounts of weight for fear of injury, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not a huge guy, as you can see. Right. Uh, but I think I maxed out like 185, but I weigh like 155. Yeah, yeah. As long as you bench more than your body weight. Boom. Boom. Yeah. See? That, thank you. Good. Good. Come on now. Oof. Well, I'm trying to what I weigh right now. I was going to say, you bet more than your body weight? I probably you're, could. You're, you're I probably could. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't weigh lately, but I generally fluctuate between like 195 and 200. I'd say I probably, I can get 200. It's, it's okay. I couldn't bench my body weight until like, until like my freshman year at college. Well, but the bench is hard for guys with really long arms, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's harder. I'm not going to say it's really hard. Like I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but... It is harder sometimes. Right. You just got a longer way to go. Right. So, if, out of all your teammates, you threw two twenty-five uh, on the bar. Right. Who's, who's, is is Madua Fakwa pumping that up the most? Who, who's uh, the guy that would would crush uh, the two twenty-five challenge? Ben Blackman. Oh, okay, I see that. Ben Blackman, and then probably Jason after that. The uh, uh, at one time the combine <laughs> record was actually held by an ETSU center, Jim Beverly. Wow. I think Coach Morrow told me about told me about him. Oh, he was he was an animal. He was a beat. He got a um, I think it was just on a couple practice squads. Scott Carter just ducked his head and said, Jim Beverly? No, was no, 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 no. He was unbelievable. It was crazy to see, like, and he was a, he was one of those guys that couldn't have been more mild-mannered, nice guy. Mm-hmm. I had a couple classes with him. I mean, he would talk. To, I mean, he was just super nice. And then you'd see him on the football field, and he'd just be creaming people. He'd be like, holy cow. Like, how many, you know, and he'd be the guy in the middle of the scuffle. Yeah, mm-hmm. typical offensive line, man. He's at the center. Those are yeah. the ones. And uh, but the he, he had, I think it only lasted one year. Uh, but still, he had at one time. Jim Beverly was the all-time leading uh, 225 guy. How many times did he get 225 on? I don't even know. Like with this hand thing, I haven't been able to bench in like months. Right. So I think the most I ever got it was like 14 or okay. 15. Okay. So let's go with that. Brooks Kepka, the, the pro golfer. <laughs> yeah, he's stronger than me. <laughs> the pro golfer's stronger than me. I don't know about all that. I think <laughs> 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 strong. No. Maybe, maybe built for it. Uh, I know you're giving a play-on player to everyone that's performing at the ETSU Pro Day. Definitely. Up. Yeah, definitely. Play-on player to everybody. Good luck to everybody participating in the Pro Day. I wish I could be there to watch, but it's spring break, so I'll be. Yeah, play-on on player on spring break. <laughs> play-on player on spring break. <laughs> Come on, bro. I mean, the podcast. Come on. Come on. Come on I, think got, I think you got to let him do his thing on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I want to watch the pro day. Will they stream it? Can they stream it? Ooh, that's interesting. Well, that'd, that'd be something that we have to do. Never mind, never mind. I don't want to. I don't know if that's legal or not. That's a good question. It might not be. I'm going to go with no. Let's go with that. I don't think it would be. All right, dear player. All right, appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Let's play on play when it's dear player. Big thanks to Landon Owen. Landon's land calling in. Austin Aaron's off to him. And, of course, we broke down the Southern Conference All-Conference teams for you. Tomorrow, preview women's basketball in the Southern Conference Tournament. The 4-5 matchup, 115 is the airtime. And 12.45 pregame show. Mike Gallagher will have the show out pretty early for you to get you set for first-round action. Another edition of Sanderson's Sidekick on the Bucket Air. Say it.